Hi, I'm Esti Hershkowitz. I'm a tour guide in Israel, and together we're learning Daf Kufyud Aleph 111 in Masechet Kitubot from Israeli's daily dose on the Daf. In discussing characteristics unique and special to Israel, Chazal itemize, anyone who is buried in Eretz Israel is as if he's buried under the Mizbeach, the altar. In Shemot, two Mizbechot are described for the Mishkan, the tabernacle. One is of Afar, literally dust or dirt, but really meaning of natural materials, and it's used for the acro animal sacrifices. This is a huge surface, large enough for several Kohanim to be standing on attending to the constant influx of several sacrifices simultaneously. The second is gold, and this one's used for the Ketorah, the incense. Both altars had karnot, horns. Each corner rose to a flattened point, a karen, and these karnot had a function. One function was offering asylum to criminals seeking refuge and protection. An example in Kings 1, Adoniyahu, Solomon's half-brother and contender for the throne, after King David's passing, runs to the Mizbeach. And indeed, he was allowed to live. Just one chapter later, Yoav, former commander of David's army, also sought refuge by the Karnot HaMizbeach. He was not as fortunate and was executed for his crimes. So what does Mizbeach look like? The Mizbeach we most often conjure up is in the Beit HaMikdash, which was destroyed. But we have found horned altars in other places that help us visualize it. There's one in Tel Sheva. What's doing so far south? Apparently, Rehavam, Solomon's son, built a fortress in this peripheral zone. And the guards wanted to worship Hashem, but it was too far to get to Jerusalem and leave their post for that long. So they built one where they were located and brought offerings to Hashem there. King Chizkiyahu instituted reforms to eradicate Olmiz Bechot and Bamot. Reading from 2 Kings 23, Presumably, he dismantled this one in Beersheba, but didn't destroy it because it was still Kadosh Hashem. Also in the Negev in Arad, we found two Mizbechot, small ones, which we believed were for incense in a situation similar to the one in Beersheba. Those far away yearned to worship Hashem, and building a substitute was their best solution. These also were destroyed by Chizkiyahu HaMelech, or Yoshiahu Josiah, who instituted the same reforms as his great-grandfather had. Interestingly, a few months ago, traces of herbs and spices were found on one of these incense altars. It was later identified as cannabis, which brings up a whole slew of other questions. In Shiloh, where the tabernacle was located for 369 years, we also found a Mizbeach with horns. But not in the area where we believe the Mishkan was. It was found in secondary usage in a Byzantine church. The giveaway that the square-hewn stone placed in a wall had been a Mizbeach were the horns themselves on each corner. The most contentious Mizbeach was found on Harevala, Menashe's tribal territory of the Shomron. No cronote here, just an enormous area with ramps and short walls forming a hollow filled-in square. Although there were korbanot offered here, this Mizbeach's focus was the ceremony of blessing and curses, which immediately occurred after Yehoshua brought us into Canaan, the promised land. Moshe is told, and Yehoshua enacted, when your God Hashem brings you into the land that you are about to enter and possess, you shall pronounce the blessing on Mount Grizim and the curse at Harival explains simplistically six tribes on one mountain facing the other six tribes of Israel on the other one heard a list of blessings and curses and after each one answered Amen. 
There were bones found in the filling below the short walls, many of them for kosher one-year-old animals. But it's unclear chronologically when they're from. They can be from sacrifices or from other activity. In short, the most famous and controversial Mizbeach doesn't have the chronote that would help us pinpoint its usage as a Mizbeach. Recently, a lead tablet from the 10th century BCE was found there, and its inscription is a list of curses. So we know that there were curses and hopefully blessings in this vicinity, just like it's written in Devarim and Yehoshua. But we really can't go beyond that. We're just going to have to keep on digging. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.